Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, talking with you once again about practical issues related to ministry leadership. Well, today on the podcast, I'd like to respond to a podcast listener who sent me an email asking a very important question and asking if I would address it here on the podcast. The question was this, how do you know when it's time to leave a ministry responsibility? How do you know when uh, it's time to resign or it's time to start looking for another place to serve or it's time to accept an invitation from another church or another organization to come and work with them? How do you know when it's time to leave? Now that is a great question and frankly it's a question that I've struggled with from time to time uh, over my ministry lifetime and it's certainly a question that I've helped a number of leaders especially younger leaders uh, work through as they've grappled with opportunities or with uncertainties uh, in their ministry roles. So today let's talk about uh, when is it time to leave. Now before we get to some positive statements about how you can sort of self-diagnose and answer this question, let's talk about some reasons not to leave. Uh, some things might be happening in your ministry setting that cause you to think, well, if this much is going wrong or this much is difficult or these challenges are so overwhelming, it's probably my time to step out. That may not necessarily be the case. So when not to leave? First, don't leave just because the work is hard. Uh, my experience is that the ministry is hard everywhere. And when you go to a new place, there's always the excitement of the newness of it. And so it doesn't seem that difficult because you're working with a lot of adrenaline and a lot of energy. But very soon, when the new wears off, so to speak, the work gets hard. When I first became the state executive in the Northwest Baptist Convention, I traveled around, of course, meeting dozens and dozens of pastors. And one of the common themes I heard when I would say, tell me about, you know, your work or tell me about where you serve or tell me about your church. One of the common themes was they would always say, well, you know, it, it's, it's pretty hard here. And I, I heard that over and over and over and over. And I realized the ministry's just hard work. And so just because where you're serving is difficult or challenging or hard isn't necessarily a reason for you to leave. Another reason not to leave is that people are in conflict. You may have uh, people that are in conflict with you, people in conflict around you. Uh, you may have people in conflict within your organization or people in conflict with your organization. The fact that people are in conflict is not necessarily a sign that you are supposed to leave. Now, in just a few moments, when I talk about sort of uh, some diagnostic tools of about, about knowing when to leave, we're going to talk about this and try to discern when conflict is an indicator that it might be time to go. But for now, uh, let's just understand that, that, leave, that conflict is not an automatic indicator uh, that you have to leave or, or even that you should leave. Another reason not to leave is don't leave just because you're discouraged. Discouragement uh, comes and goes. And so if you find yourself uh, discouraged, before you automatically assume that that's an indicator that you should leave your ministry assignment, see if you can do something first about the discouragement. 
See if you can pull away for a while and recalibrate. See if you can take an extended rest and recover. See if you can get with some friends or some people uh, that support you in ministry like mentors or family members and help rejuvenate you emotionally. So just because you're discouraged doesn't mean that you automatically uh, should leave. Uh, then don't leave just because a better opportunity comes along. <laughs> what I mean is, uh, let's suppose that someone comes along and offers you uh, more money in a different ministry assignment. Well, more money is always enjoyable. People who say they don't need more money, well, I don't really know anybody like that. It's always nice to have a little extra. But more money is not the only reason to leave a ministry organization or to go to another ministry assignment. And I would also say that uh, more prestige or um, a promotion like to a bigger church or to a larger organization is also not always the reason to leave. So let's set aside some of these maybe a surface or pressing uh, concern type issues that might motivate us or might make us think we ought to leave. Uh, don't leave just because the work is hard. Don't leave just because people are in conflict. Don't leave just because you're discouraged. Don't leave just for a bigger opportunity, more money, more prestige, a bigger church, or a larger organization. These are not reasons to leave, and you have to be careful that you don't let any of these reasons cloud your judgment and your spiritual discernment as you work through a process to uncover, should I be considering leaving my current ministry assignment? Now let's turn more toward uh, the positive. Now, before we can talk about why to leave, you have to first answer the question, why did you go there in the first place? Now, for many of us, we go to our ministry assignments out of a sense of call or at least out of a sense of obedience to God that he wanted us to do that. And so before we can step away from that, we have to untangle those issues and make sure that we're not uh, abandoning a sense of call or disobeying God in considering the possibility of leaving something that we believe he called us to do and that we obeyed him in order to do. So you have to disengage and dis, uh, disentangle those issues as well. But even beyond that, or at least equal to that, you have to look at the larger reason of why God called you and why he expected you to obey him to take on the assignment that you have. The bigger reason is because God places us in ministry responsibilities primarily for what he can do in us to shape the character of Christ in our lives. Now this is a longer teaching that I've done on many occasions and I've written about it in my book, The Character of Leadership, but let's see if I can just summarize it here in a few minutes on the podcast. When you ask a person, the typical person, why are you doing this assignment in ministry, they almost always give you the doing answer. I'm here to win the lost of Christ. I'm here to make disciples of the converts. I'm here to establish a new church. I'm here to feed the, uh, uh, feed the hungry, uh, serve the poor, clothe the naked. I'm here to uh, do something that makes a difference in the lives of other people. Now, that is not the wrong answer. It's just not the best answer. The first reason that God has placed you in your current ministry assignment is not so you can do anything. It's so he can do something within you, and that is shape the character of Jesus in you. I call this the being answer. The primary reason God has assigned you to your present ministry responsibility is so that he can shape the character of Jesus Christ in you. 
A good scriptural foundation for this is Romans 8, 28 and 29, where we learn that God's ultimate purpose for all believers is the character of Jesus Christ shaped in us and that God uses all things. Now, we typically use those verses when we say all things to mean all bad things. And certainly those verses can be very comforting during times of difficulty. But all things means all things, not just all bad things. And so your current ministry circumstances are part of the all things in your life that God is using to shape you into the image of Jesus Christ. Now, you might also say, but I'm supposed to be doing stuff while I'm here. Yes, you are. I said the doing answer is not the best answer. I didn't say it was a bad answer. Yes, you're supposed to be doing things, and in the context of your doing, God is doing something even grander, and that is he's shaping you into the image of Jesus Christ. Now, if you have a hard time remembering this or a hard time agreeing with me, remember these, uh, these insights. God doesn't need you to do anything. He spoke and a universe came into existence. Why does he need you to do anything? God has limited himself, though, to work through you, to work through us, for a purpose that's larger than just getting projects done, and that larger purpose is shaping the character of Jesus Christ in us. Now, this is foundational to my answer to the question, when should I leave? Because before you can answer the question, when should I leave, you have to first answer the question, why am I here in the first place? I'm here because of a sense of God's call. I'm here in obedience to what I believe God assigned me to do, but I'm here in the context of a call and obedience for the purpose of God being accomplished in my life, which is shaping the character of Jesus Christ in me, and then secondarily, doing through me acts of service that accomplish the projects of ministry that he's assigned me. So, when you start answering the question then, is it time to leave, you first, you first have to be willing to, to leave only when you sense God's character-shaping work is complete in you. Now, let me say that again. The first reason that you're, you know it's time to leave is when you sense that God's character-shaping work in that current ministry laboratory is complete in you. Now, I started forming these convictions a number of years ago, but frankly, I had already uh, been a pastor and a church planter and a denominational executive before these convictions started forming in me. But it was while I was serving in the Northwest Baptist Convention that these convictions about the being and the doing as two different answers to the question, why am I here, started forming within me. And I came to some real convictions about this, that the primary reason God places us in a ministry responsibility, a leadership laboratory, I like to call it, is so that God can shape the character of Jesus Christ in us. Then secondarily to work through us to do works of ministry. This conviction had shaped strongly enough in me that when the day came that the phone rang and it was the search committee from Gateway Seminary, they asked if I would be willing to enter the process with them and uh, discover along with them if God was calling me to be the president of Gateway Seminary. You know, I agreed to go into that process because I had a sense, a, a, a nagging sense that God wanted to move me into a different ministry venue for the purpose of shaping the character of Jesus in me. And I remember hanging up the phone from that initial phone conversation and leaning back in my chair and looking up to heaven and praying out loud this kind of prayer to God. I said, Father, do you want me to go to the seminary because you can better shape the character of Jesus in me? 
Or do you want me to stay here in the Northwest where you can continue doing that same work in this context? Now, those may not have been my exact words, but they're, they're pretty close. Because for the first time in my life, I prayed about leaving, not in the context of opportunity or uh, task or uh, promotion. I prayed about leaving in the context of character development and character shaping. So the first thing to consider when you're considering, is it time to leave my current ministry assignment, is the character shaping issue. Has God finished his work of shaping the character of Jesus Christ in you in the context where you're serving? And if so, he may be releasing you and actually assigning you to another location where he can use those unique circumstances of ministry to do this character shaping work in you. So the first reason it's time to leave is when you sense God's character shaping work is complete. Second, the second reason it's time to leave is when you sense your contribution to fulfilling God's mission is over in your organization or your church. Now, I believe that leaders' lives have seasons. In fact, I wrote a book called Seasons of a Leader's Life. Uh, leaders uh, live through seasons of leadership in their responsibilities. And uh, you, you lead intensely, and then you come to what I call comma moments in your leadership assignment or your leadership responsibility. That's not an ending, but it's a pausing in where you are, where everyone, in a sense, regroups before you go on to the next phase or the next season of leadership in your context. Now, one time when it's time to leave may be when you reach one of these comma moments in your contribution to fulfilling God's mission through your church or your organization. Uh, let me give you, a, again, an example from my experience. My first pastorate was in St. Joseph, Missouri, back in the 1980s, and it became very evident very soon after I became the pastor of the church that the church needed to relocate. And so we started down that path. That was a long and slow path. It took a number of years for the church to come to agreement that it needed to move, and then through a series of really remarkable circumstances that you might even call miraculous, uh, God gave us a, a access to a piece of property which we were able to purchase for a very small amount of money. And then uh, the church made a decision. Uh, the church made the decision that it was going to save half the money needed for the project before uh, it, it built the facility. And as a pastor, I was completely supportive of that decision. Uh, I felt that this, took, uh, th this gave us motivation. It also limited our risk. It kept us from going into long-term onerous debt. There were just many, many, many reasons why I thought this was a good decision. And so we started saving money. We needed to save probably around, say, five to $700,000 back in those days in order to accomplish the project. And I think we had saved about 150000 or something like that uh, by the time I made the decision to leave the church. Now, I had been there at that time six and a half years. Uh, I had been through uh, a profound personal time of growth while I was the pastor at that church. God had worked in me and through that church to shape some deep character change uh, in my life and to bring out of me some character deficiencies that really were exposed by my leadership there and really needed to be dealt with. Uh, God had also shaped my direction of ministry through my doctoral studies in some unique and significant ways. And so all of that uh, contributed 
after about six years of being at the church, to me sensing that it was time for me to leave, that I wasn't going to be the pastor who built the new facilities in the new location, but instead um, I had, uh, so to speak, broken up the ground of getting the church to release itself from its past and consider the possibility of relocating. I had paid off about $100,000 indebtedness on the old location, saved the money and bought the new property and saved about a fourth of the money toward the, uh, the new uh, location that needed to be built. And so I felt like the church was in a really good position in a really healthy place. And I also felt like that I had made my contribution to fulfilling the mission of God to bring that church to a new future in a new location. And it was a comma moment, if you will, in the life of that church and also in my life. Now, all of that was taking place. Um, at the same time, this growing energy and growing passion in my life for church planting in the West was occurring. And then as a part of all of that, uh, someone contacted me from Oregon and asked me if I would uh, consider the possibility of becoming a church planter in the greater Portland area. Well, you know a lot of you the rest of that story. I moved to the Northwest, planted the church, and life went on from there. But today I'm simply illustrating one, time, one way that you can know it's time to leave is when you reach one of these comma moments. When you reach a point where you feel like you, you've accomplished something significant in the ministry that you're leading, but you've reached a pause moment, you've reached a comma moment, you've, you've reached a time when everyone's sort of getting their, uh, catching their breath and preparing to go forward in the next wave of what the church or the organization needs to accomplish. And when that's about to happen, that's one indication at least uh, that it might be time to leave. So when is it time to leave? First, when you sense God's character-shaping work is complete. And second, when you sense your contribution to fulfilling God's mission is over. When you've lived through a season of leadership, you've come to a comma moment, you've hit the pause button, and it's time to regroup and the organization to go forward or the church to go forward, that might be also a time uh, for a leadership change. Now, that, that leads me to kind of a third reason that relates to the first two, and that is it also might be time to leave when you have grown or changed and your current position is what I'll call a bad fit. When you've grown or changed and your current position is just not a good fit any longer. Now, I already alluded to this in my illustration about leaving Missouri and moving to Oregon to plant the church. Um, when I was uh, there at the, at the church in Missouri, on the personal side, I was going through all of this inner character development and all of this personal change and all of this personal growth that was being prompted by the relational challenges of pastoring that church and the, uh, the opportunity I had there to learn how to be a pastor in my 20s and all the things that were going on with me personally. But the other thing that was happening through that entire process was I was in a doctor of ministry program in which I was studying missions and evangelism and particularly uh, honed in on uh, reaching people in cities and particularly focused on cities in the American West. This became uh, a consuming passion of mine in my academic pursuits, studying evangelism and church planting and uh, cultural developments in the United States, particularly as they were originating on the West Coast and then sweeping toward the middle of the country. Um, when I announced that I was leaving to plant a church uh, in Oregon, um, I expected there to be some kind of negative backlash in the church. Uh, there were a number of people there who had invested quite a bit emotionally, spiritually, financially in the church and in it going forward. And frankly, some of them were profoundly disappointed, and, and that was a hard thing to work through. 
but I really expected more of a negative backlash than I received. What I wasn't prepared for was, was one comment by one of the leaders who came up to me uh, after I'd announced that I was leaving to go and plant a church in the West, and he said, I'm really not surprised. It seems like every sermon you preach has something in it about missions or evangelism or reaching people in difficult places. Uh, this has been a common theme you've been preaching on in almost every message, it seems to me, like for months. And so I could tell something was stirring around inside of you, and I'm not really surprised about this decision. Well, what that told me was I wasn't the only one who saw the profound change that my studies had made in my life. So it wasn't that the church I was leaving was a bad church. They were a good church. It wasn't that they didn't have a good future. They did. They were poised to relocate, build a new campus, and go into a great future, which, by the way, they did. I, however, came to a conviction that I wasn't the one to lead them into that future, that my gifts and callings and passions really were more toward planting a church and moving forward uh, in that direction in the West. Another thing that really helped me and helped the church in that process was uh, if I had left at that moment, uh, that comma moment that I've described, if I had left and gone to a bigger church with a nicer salary and more staff, I think the church would have felt a little bit used and a little bit, I'll say it, ripped off, like I had uh, used them as a stepping stone to get to something better. But listen, going to plant a church in Portland, Oregon with four families in a middle school gymnasium is not a stepping stone, okay? Uh, the church that I was leaving saw me as taking a truly uh, God-led, passion-driven step forward in my life to take a great risk in many of their minds and go to the West and plant a church. And so the reason, one reason to leave is when you've grown or changed and your current position is just a bad fit. You know, uh, this, this research is somewhat dated, but a number of years ago, when I was completing my Doctor of Ministry program, um, there was actually a study done of Doctor of Ministry graduates of evangelical seminaries. And it was discovered that in the 18-month window before and after their graduation, that 50% of them changed ministry assignments. Now, that doesn't mean that DMAN programs cause people to be dissatisfied. What it means is people who pursue doctor of ministry training are typically people who are wanting to grow and change and develop and perhaps even have a sense that there's something more that they need to discover about themselves or about ministry. And in the process of doing that, they realize it's time for them to make a change and move on to another ministry context. Now, we've not kept up with it here at Gateway in a formalized uh, way. But we do talk about it quite often that a number of people come into or go out of our DMIN program uh, with this idea in mind that they're going to come for retooling, rediscovery, and refocusing and thinking a lot, of, thinking a lot in that process about where they're going, what they're doing, and what the future is going to hold for them. All right. A fourth reason that you can know it's time to leave is when you have solved conflicts with people but realize that the scar tissue may limit everyone from going forward effectively. Now, I said earlier, you don't necessarily want to leave a ministry setting when there's conflict going on, but when you can get that conflict resolved, then it may be time to leave after the resolution. But there may be so much scar tissue that it's just simply time to go. You know, this happened to a really good friend of mine. He was working in a ministry organization, and over the years, there were a series of conflicts, and several of those conflicts related to his leadership style and his, uh, his leadership methodology. The, the hard part of the situation was there was nothing questionable about, questionable about his character 
or about his motives. In fact, he was actually well-liked in his organization. Uh, after he uh, left, one person told me, uh, if I were marooned on a deserted island, I would want to be with that guy. He's so creative and so energetic and so interesting. But his leadership style was such that I couldn't wor really work with him another day. Uh, he, he, it, just wasn't, it just wasn't working any longer. Well, this person had had a series of conflicts over the years, had largely resolved those conflicts, and was trying his best to move on. But the residual damage, what I'll call the scar tissue, was just such that uh, he was roadblocked from really making the headway that he needed to make. And so he made the decision to move on to a different ministry organization, and he did that. And both, uh, both uh, his new role and in the role he left, new person came, both thrived by the change. So it is important to recognize that sometimes conflict does lead to a time when we need to move on, but don't move on just because there's conflict going on. Do everything you can to resolve the conflict, to bring it to a suitable conclusion, but recognize that even when a suitable conclusion is reached, the scar tissue may be such that it's time to move. And then finally, another way you can know it's time to leave is when your spouse or a mentor either suggest it or confirm it. Now, when I said to my wife that I wanted to go west and plant a church in Portland, Oregon, she said, I'll get the boxes and start packing. I can't wait. She said, I've seen this in you for weeks, months. I've been thinking about it and praying about it. I know you've been considering it. Uh, let's go. I'm ready. It's the right thing for you. And I was a little astounded, you know, that my wife with three preschool children was ready to pick up and move across the United States and start over. Uh, she was really excited about it and believed it was what God wanted us to do. She confirmed that in my life. Um, she's also been used to help me with some no's that I've said to other people or organizations. Um, for example, there was a time when uh, Bill Cruz, the previous president of Golden Gate Seminary, approached me about becoming a professor at Golden Gate, or now Gateway. Well, I thought about it. He wanted me to become a professor of leadership, and it, it seemed like a, a really remarkable and, and good opportunity. But the more I thought and prayed about it, the more doubts I had that it was really for me. And so I, I of course, was talking openly about, about it with my wife, and she said, well, if you really feel like God wants you to go, I'll certainly go and we'll certainly support you, and we'll certainly uh, make the best of it. But then she said, but I just don't think it's for you. And I said, well, wh why not? And she said, Jeff, you may work for a school someday. We didn't know it would be president, but she said, you may work for a school someday, but I don't think you'll be a professor. And then she said, because I think you'll get bored with the routine of it. Bored with the routine of it. You know, professors are remarkable people because they have the capacity to stay ever fresh in their discipline and to teach new sets of students year by year, but there is a routine to it and there is a sameness to it and there is a depth to it that my wife said, Jeff, I don't think you'll be happy doing that. And she was exactly right. Uh, God has wired me up in a more entrepreneurial fashion to continue to face new challenges and deal with different problems and, uh, and to continue to have to adjust on the fly, if you will, in ministry leadership. She recognized that in me and helped me to say no as well as helped me to say yes to some, at some key juncture moments uh, over my lifetime. So, when is it time to leave? When you sense God's character shaping work is complete? 
when you sense your contribution to fulfilling God's mission is over in your church organization, when you hit a comma moment or you hit the pause button, when you've grown or changed and your current position is just not a good fit anymore, when you've solved conflicts but the scar tissue is just still there and the residual nature of the conflict limits everyone from going forward and everyone needs a new start, or when your spouse or a mentor perhaps suggest or confirm that it's either time to go or perhaps in some cases time to stay. Well, once you decide to leave, of course you can just quit, but that's very difficult for many of us financially, and so that's not always necessarily the best path forward. Uh, you can apply for some ministry positions, like in a school context like Gateway. Uh, it's considered ethical and appropriate to actually apply for positions here, and we receive applications all the time. That's not normally common, though, in churches. And so if you want to be considered by other churches, it's usually best, rather than just start sending your resume everywhere, it's usually best to approach a mentor or some denominational leaders or other people that you respect and say, um, I'm sensing that it might be time for me to move on and maybe even have a dialogue with them about why and clarify some of the reasons I've covered on the podcast and then ask them if they would be willing to recommend you or keep you in mind or suggest you for ministry opportunities that may come forward. So while it is a possibility that you can just quit and wait and see how God directs going forward, that's not necessarily the only way to move forward. Sometimes you can start applying for positions and see how God might direct you through that process, or you can make it known to some mentors or friends or denominational leaders about the possibility of moving on and be prepared to do that. So I hope this podcast helps answer the question from my friend, when is it time to leave? Uh, it's a spiritual process. It requires discernment and wisdom. Uh, yes, there are some diagnostic tools you can use like I've given you today, but honestly, it really comes down most of all to what you believe God is calling you to do and what you have to do to obey Him. And if you do that, I think you'll find the answer of when to leave and when to stay as you lead on. <music>